Yo, what's up? <laughs> Stop doing that. Hello, welcome to the Swore Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. And today we're looking at an exciting thing. I'm joined by the Twitch chat, okay? This side. The smartest, wisest Twitch chat on the planet. The Badgers. The fighting Badgers of the Honest Wargamer. Okay, and one of the fighting Badgers, yeah, Bobbin, who's in the chat, is from Sweden, and he's eight feet tall. Not a joke. Genuinely true. Okay, so Bobbin, along with his friend, have started a new project, and it's launched. It's fully launched, okay, and it's genuinely very exciting. So we're going to look at it today. It's for Age of Sigmar players, specifically, and it's for people who aren't really tournament gamers, although tournament gamers can have some part in it. It's a new project, and the idea is is that your basement games, your narrative games at home, count towards something. Now, I know that seems like, well, they, they count towards me having fun. That makes sense. But I think one of the reasons that tournament games have so much media coverage is because there's an overarching existing meta-narrative. This army is really good. These players are really good. Oh, it's a big clash. Oh, it's a big event with hundreds of people. So there's an ongoing meta conversation about the armies going, about the people going, and about the experience and everything around it. Your basement games, while fun, a little bit difficult to translate out. So what the guys, um, but what the guys in, in Sweet Bobbin and the Bankari team have put together is they built a website so that that counts for something for you. Okay, pretty exciting. Okay, so let's take a look at it. So I'll include this in the show notes below. Uh, so this is Milkari, as you can see here. Now, I've made my account. Or, oh, no, dear God, can't see it on the screen. I've made my account already. Okay, so I've logged in. I've made an account. Okay, easy peasy. So now we have to start, right? We're almost there. We just need a few more pieces of information, right? So your experience in Milkari will be flavored by your allegiance and you remain neutral if you want. But obviously... Honest Wargamer crew, we're not fence-sitters. You don't really tend to find many centrists in the Honest Wargamer chat. We're, we pick a side and we fight for it, yeah? We're badgers, baby, yeah? All right, we'll defend our homes to the last. Now, this is actually a little bit of a difficult one. I'm a traditionally a Chaos Dwarf player. I was, for a long time, also a Sylvaneth player, and I've also been an on-and-off Seraphon player. If I had to pick three armies, right, uh, I'll get the website. The website will be in the uh, links in the chat and also in the show notes so you can check it out. And if this is back as a podcast, um, I'll include them all in the show notes. So um, I'm probably going to go Chaos because Chaos Dwarfs my first love, right? I also love a bit of Empire, but obviously they got rid of Empire. So I'm going to choose Chaos, right? Now I need to enter my name, yeah? here so what's my name uh, of like my profile so this is your name is the most important value by which your friends and battle opponents can find you in milkari uh, we prefer if you enter a known name or a signature so i guess it's got to be rob although my gamer name is traditionally uh the uh ruffle booty all of my characters in any online game are always called ruffle booty so um so i guess it's going to be rob and oh, i don't want to put my last boring name i hate my last uh, like I'm going to put Rob Honest. <laughs> okay. Right, next. Okay, so choose a profile picture. Okay, let me just do this. Let me just go grab myself a profile picture. Give me a moment. Uh, what's a good one? Yeah, let's do this one. Uh, wearing my notorious bucket hat. There we go. Uh, I'm from United Kingdom. Okay, easy peasy. Right, unfortunately not Europe. Uh, and then Nottingham. There we go. Nottingham. Uh, so, and there we go. Save. Now, I actually ha don't know what happens when I go past this. Very easy, by the way. Boom. Okay, so we're in here now. Right, okay. 
So Anders Lars Bobberson is the top player. Right, battle plan, so they may live. Okay, so casual final day. At, casual Friday is our month podcast. We try and communicate to help you understand where we're going. Okay, uh, how to affect the story. This is what we want. Okay, so let's watch this together. Hold on. Welcome. Okay, can you guys hear this? In this first ever episode of Meridia, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our story and how you as a player can affect it. As part of the Malarkey experience, we have created a story that will span the years to come. This story, it feeds off the games you play, so every registered battle, well, that helps us direct the action. At the heart of it are the four Grand Alliances and how they all fight for control over the land of Meridia. Meridia is a place we have created and is located south of the Evergreen Swath, just across the Sea of Tendrils. To represent these four factions, we have created four warlords, and it's one of those that you will swear loyalty to as you create an account. Oh no! I swore allegiance to a woman! Oh no! <laughs> Instinctual. <laughs> Instinctual male aggression. Yeah, <laughs> mommy. But you can always turn your code at any time by entering your account settings. These four characters, they have their own goals and they are tracked partly by the games that you register here. So if Order has a lot of wins, well, their story goal is going to progress faster and vice versa. Statistics are only one aspect of how you as a player can take part in the ground narrative. As a warlord sworn to one of these leaders, you are trusted. So from time to time they will turn to you for advice in certain matters. Oh. Over the course of the story, you will receive questions to help us understand where you, the players, want to take the action. Also, we have included a warlord name in your army info for a very specific purpose. Not only will it help you create your own narrative with your friends, but if we feel that someone has done exceptionally well, we might reach out and try to include this warlord in the story somehow. We have a lot of ideas on how to involve you as a player, so look forward to hearing more from this in the months to come. So together we will explore the lands of Meridia and over time more of the island will be revealed as new chapters are added. Chapter 1 is centered around an ancient tower the locals call the World Axis. Order, they have decided to bring a Dawnbringer crusade here to settle in the ruins and the tribes... Okay, I want to hear the rest. I want to hear the rest. But I just want you to know I'm fucking in. Yeah? Like... Because sometimes your games do mean, like, nothing. Right? Like I, like, I don't really have, like, a campaign group. Some people, and I'm jealous of these people, have, like, like oh, I've got my, like, my group who I always play with, and these are our stories, right? Lots of my games are, like, tournament practice games or something similar. But, like, ultimately, ultimately, the reason that I love Warhammer so much is because of the ongoing meta story that exists. There is a narrative, there's lore, and I love all elements of it. And I love the idea that I could play some games, and it adds to the kind of, like, an on... Like, a communal gaming space where you actually talk about an ongoing story and like the battles and stuff as opposed to just like as opposed to I saw someone on a Facebook page yesterday two days ago do a poll about the double turn and I wanted to honestly scream honestly it was the worst thing ever right um so it just stressed me out right like like so this is fun 
because this is a space where, like, this is a space inside a space where you can run away. Like, and I like that. I like the idea of running away into something. Chapter one is centered around an ancient tower the locals call the World Axis. Order, they have decided to bring a Dawnbringer crusade here to settle in the ruins, and the tribes living in the area, well, they are opposed to order claiming their old ritual site. In our next episode, we will explore in more details who these four warlords are and where they are as our story begins. So join us here at Milaka Games and let's take this journey together. In the meantime, keep telling stories and make every casual game count. Okay, number one, he's QE, right? So let's put that out there, shall we? That's number one. Um, okay, so big fan of this, straight off the bat. Um, so we've got some story as well. Premonitions, A Restless Night. So there's all this story. So let me just read what the chat is saying, because there's loads to unpack here. Loads. Uh, Gangster Paradise makes a good point, as always, because smart as a whip. I honestly don't know why content creator has not yet created content around large narrative driven by community games. And this is what we're seeing, right? Like, this is, this is like a simple thing I never expected. Like, it's, like I, I sometimes, like, I'm blown away by Games Workshop's ineptitude in so many ways for a system that I'm deeply in love with, right? A good example would be, um, we talked on the 40k show last night, we were talking about Kill Team. John is going to a, a Kill Team event at Warhammer World. Tom having already been, Tom said, well, they produce terrain maps with their terrain um on the board and like they printed them out and so you just turned up the train map was done you just played your game why that exists for kill team it doesn't exist for their biggest game 40k which brings in the largest amount of money is insane similarly like um i created terrain key rules for it uh, uh sorry keywords for age of sigma at the beginning of age of sigma 3 because they didn't exist seems like a really simple and easy thing to achieve we did that ziggy rob llv the stats for age of sigma falcon the stats for 40k this is a company that just inherently doesn't understand anything outside of its own, like, we make a book, we sell you a book. Like, that's all they've ever done, right? They just do not, they do not create around that, which is wild, because the amount of stuff you can create, especially to in engender more sales. Like, I feel like this is already like, oh, cool. So I'm, like, committed to order. And, like, my warlord was, like, a lady, she was a Dark Oath war chief, and I was like, Am I going to do some Dark Oath characters now? Because, like, at least I need to get the Queen model, right? Immediately, my brain went there, yeah? And then my brain went, I'm going to 3D print it because I want it to be cheaper, yeah? And as just as good. I'm not going to pay £27 or whatever for one character model. Do I look insane? He says in front of a badger mural. Okay. But this is so exciting. Like... I feel like with live coverage and tabletop sports and, and doing the streaming, I've really pushed a segment of the community and a segment of the game in a certain direction. And this is another exciting and incredible way for that to also happen and occur. Yeah, okay, this is fun. Um, it's almost like the leadership is comprised of religious-style orthodoxy. Allegedly, the internal workings is all run by a church, but that's allegedly, yeah? Um, okay, Rob, I'm going to need fortnightly updates of the mil, uh, mil Milarkey. Milarkey? Uh, stats and stories, sure. I'd rather have a community run by a thing than a Games Workshop run, to be honest. Per sure, I'm with you. Testify. I agree. Um, it's pronounced Milarkey. 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 <laughs> okay, so is everyone else... Okay, so what, what, what do we get in here? I need like a tour. That's why I'm, go I'm not going to get the tour. I'm going to do what I always do. I'm just going to blindly bump around uh, because that's fun. Oh! <gasps> Oh, nice graphics. So, okay, so 
We've got some... Is this just free story? Free to Sigma? Why aren't the law guys all over this? Let's blow my nut in. Why aren't all the law guys like this is... This should be being shouted out from the rooftops. If you're a narrative gamer... Are you like quotation marks? I'm narrative. I only like narrative games. Why people haven't like fucking big this up beyond like why I'm not inundated with reviews and videos of this is beyond me. Like, uh, I want to look at the warlords. Okay, all right. Who am I signed up to? Okay, so I'm signed up to Kayla Wirim Slayer. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm super into that. Let me just get you some. Let me get some bigs. As a child of a chieftain. Okay, all right. Okay institutionalized uh, power structures we're not a fan of but that's fine as the child of a chieftain she was destined for greatness you can be destined for greatness if you're the child of a serf or a slave okay but i don't mind that that's fine like i guess it's a fantasy trope but anyway so any of you out there the child of a I'm actually the illegitimate child. Most people don't know this. I'm a, a bastard illegitimate child of a, uh, a fishing captain uh, on the very far northern coast of Scotland. Never actually met my father. Um, and so I was destined for what he was destined for, which was, you know, pretty middle of the road <laughs> achievements. <laughs> but anyway, that's a side note, right? Uh, but in society where martial prowess and strength measures a person's worth... Nothing is taken for granted. Okay, all right, the next line completely changed the first line, so I should have shut the fuck up. Like everyone else, she had to fight for every scrap, tooth, and nail. Her defining moment was the hunt for Astothian, the father of Wirims, where she managed to fell the dragon by climbing up on the creature's back. Her deed brought her not only the title of leader of the Everbloods, her deed brought her not only the title of the Everbloods, but also the surname Wirimslayer. Um... Uh, I'm the child of a taxi driver. My dad is a taxi driver as well. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> uh, it's why you make content for fishing for views. <laughs> That's good. A little bit level. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so wait, J Templar says, Game Show did this once. They ran the End Times Worldwide event in the early 2000s. Problem was they already decided the outcome and skewed the results. They said they would never run another. Um, story will be free, all is free now, some parts may be behind a paywall after the summer, from Bobbin, so that's the creator in the chat, that would seem fair, like, um, oh, let me, sh I'm, I'm going to show you some other stuff in a bit, my dad was a California teacher who found his place in the frozen north of the car salesman's daughter, there we go, I don't know why we're, our lineage, yeah, you can only enter the chat now by saying, what's up boss man, this is my lineage, that's all you need, okay, a fierce and proud fighter, she now tries to raise the defense against uh, the new enemy at their shores. Raise defense against, you need a T in there, Bobbin. There's just a T, which is very funny in pointing out um, uh, a bit of a typo. Okay, so my character, Caelan Wyrmslayer. So she's a badass, yeah, who, she, she got given nothing. Yeah, she fought her way up from the bottom. She slayed a Wyrm. So it's all meritocracy for Caelan Wyrmslayer. Okay, I'm, I'm into that. Um, so Garlic Sure Steel. Okay, so this is a Stormcast, so this will be boring. Once a Grand Marshal for the armies of the Spiral Bay, he is strong as the steel that built the Shimon Fortress of Kaleidos. He led the charge against Coralax, the Changer of Ways. The day he liberated the Golden Fortress of 
Arumka and freed the dwarven king Vrogra from captivity, he was taken by Sigmar as Korlax transformed a mountain into molten iron, eradicating a whole valley as a searing hot wave washed over the constructed defences, drowning the men and women inside. Now the god king has given him a new task. Reclaim the towers, the tower the locals call the world axis. Awaken the eye again. Okay. Uh... Uh, she's combated Stormcast Imperial Colonists. Of course, slow burn level. Of course. Yeah, Stormcast. Stormcast just... They just don't... like. They're just boring. They're just so boring. I mean, that sounded cool, I guess. But it's just like, oh, you're about to die in defense of your home nation. No, I'm going to steal your soul. I'm going to put it inside this suit of armor. Uh, and then carry on. Also, if... So Stormcast are reforged, right? Reforged, right? But they're bigger than humans so i once was a human or a dwarf okay okay d d t uh, explain this to me i was a wizard or a dwarf or uh, a human or a dwarf sorry and then my soul is taken by sigma at the point of my death okay and then i'm reforged into a stormcast body right because previously we used to think that they were like the suit of armor had no body inside and i think originally that was the plan because that's where the law came i think originally there was none but then people were like oh we want heads we want head swaps and stuff and so they did some um and so now their body is inside the armor so now it's an armor body right okay okay i can get on board with that i'm vibing on that right but then that means you get put into like a different body like like swap you know and like you're like bigger and I assume more muscular, right? So you were a dwarf and you were used to being like, but then also you, I assume you had like dwarf racial traits. I don't know, like you could just drink a thousand gallons or whatever like the dwarf, like the, the dwarf stuff is, yeah? And now you don't have those as a Stormcast. You're like, you're like, and this leads to some like, what if you get put in the body of a Stormcast with hemorrhoids? Have you thought about that? Right? That's what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, do Stormcast not look like they did when they were alive? I don't think they do. Because they're at least bigger. They're at least bigger. If we're a human, Stormcast are bigger than humans, right? So they're at least bigger. Right? Uh, dwarves are powered by the White Claw. Like, yeah, this it gets really problematic real quick. Uh, you'd shit lightly. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought they were bulked. I think it's a different... I don't think it's... I don't think it's the same. Um, uh, Rob's all in favour of meritocracy and busts out a dwarf racial traits five minutes later. <laughs> this is wild. I don't know. Like, I don't know if anyone's like. Maybe we could ask that Doug from Two Plus Tough. Um, we'll ask him. I'll tweet him later. Uh, if they're a massive human, do they shrink when they become a stormcast? Yeah, Gilly. Yeah, like, what if they were huge? What if they were like an eight footer, and now they're just a? Uh, there are different. Are they even different sizes? Like, the different sizes... So if you're a Vindicator, you're definitely a different size to a Liberator. And if you're a Liberator, you're definitely a different size to an Annihilator because of the armor. Um, made my Stormcast into Knights, Bretonia all the way. Yeah. Like, anyway. Just, just... Hashtag just Stormcast things. Right? Um, surely dwarves would care more about their impeded ability to grow beards rather than the increase in height. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like their culture was, it was pretty important, right? Um, 
I don't know fichiers or that's that's a fucking that's a fucking I do not want to that's I do not I do not know the answer. I was already stuck at what if your beard didn't grow? Um <laughs> Right, okay. So Vengorian Lord Forian Borsch. Yeah. Um I'm pretending this is fixed by the mind wipe thing. Yeah, I assume. Right, Vengorian Lord Foriosh Borsch. Not many vampires perform the ritual of Korakor and comes out on the other side. Ten days hanging out over potent realm gate that constantly spews forth amethyst energy is enough to turn all but the most potent of vampires to dust. Under the Sascrathran dunes of Ashqui, Lord Bosch was again reborn an even stronger creature. So he was already a vampire. He did the ritual of Korakor and comes out the other side. For the lips uh, of Mistress Vi herself, uh, he was sent away from the lips of Mistress Vi herself. He was sent away to Garan to find something of great importance to her. Deep in the gully of the tombs of Chang Moor, he found the first piece. Everything had gone according to plan, if only these humans had not decided to invade the very place he set his eyes on next. Ah, oh, okay. Um... Uh, though they forgot a little bit, thought they forgot a little bit every time they died. Maybe the dwarves get stabbed every time they wake up until they forget. That makes sense. Um, everyone email the FAQ people for clarification. <laughs> okay. Okay, so they don't know they died. Yes, sometimes they do know they died. So th so when they do get reforged, they lose some elements. And the, the ongoing story with Stormcast is that the more they're reforged, the more that they forget their humanity and they forget who they once were, okay? So it does make sense that after maybe centuries of fighting, these Sigmar's an enslaver. Sigmar has slaved these souls. None of them ever cho chose to become a Stormcast. There was no choice, I don't think so, there was no choice for any of the Stormcast. Sigmar is not a good bro. You're fighting with a slave army. That's the grim dark element of it, I guess. Um, and now to dumb it down for destruction players. <laughs> I quite like this one. I quite like this that we've got a reforged vampire. That's really fun. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, to be fair, it's that or being a gash's bitch. Uh, yes, I guess that's true, actually. Because, again, for people not following along with the narrative, uh, Nagash is taking over the afterlife. We sometimes talk about the realm of death, but there were multiple afterlifes in the realm of death, and Nagash has conquered them all um, in like a kind of a bastardization of natural law that existed in the realms, where societies and cultures would develop, they would all gestalt believe, I think, I, therefore, I am a bit of Descartes, like they would create... Uh, and and uh, an afterlife for their culture, uh, and so the realm of death was just flooded with different afterlives uh, and the ghosts and remnants of of people long dead, and then the gash conquered them um, in what can only be seen as a dick move, in my personal opinion. Um, didn't chaos come away that stopped the souls escaping to be reforged? Yes, they did. Bellacor did something uh, to stop that actually, um, but then they created a new type of armor to just like ah, I see you've got. Uh, a fireball. Well, my armor stops fireballs now. So, anyway, Teeth Splitter, Wurgog, Prophet of the Drakfoot. So, as a prophet of the Drakfoots, he is also a prophet of Gorkamorka, guided by the twin headed god he leads. The clan to the mightiest of demons and in the bubbling Ashlands. He leads the clan to the mightiest of demons and in the bubbling Ashlands of Ashgui, there is no shortage of formidable foes. Okay. Uh, now they have set their sights on the mightiest of all, Gorse like a butcher of Brutus Hill. 
Uh, nice. Uh, the Bloodthirster seems invincible, but T-Splitter has a vision that perplexes him. In a foreign land where the ash is cold and watery, they will finally claim their victory. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. This is where Cetra needs to come back and lead a rebellion in the underworld. Wait. No, there's no way, Fishy Hazel, that Games Workshop, a group of uh, creators not in a church, um, uh, like, uh, would, like, replicate uh, lightning-striding fascism uh, and enslavement <laughs> in their meta-narrative for their other new game system. Uh, only six years hence, in 2016, they wouldn't. That'd be too much of a dog wrestle. It's satire. That's what it is. It's satire. It's satire. Um, anyway, so I quite like that. It's a satire. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, T Splitter Wurgog Prophet the Dragfoot, right? Uh, okay, I quite like that. That's fun. So, what do I do? How do I? Okay, so that's the Warlords. We've got some videos. So, we've got the initial one we watched, the story. This should really be presented by someone else. Like, I'm the wrong person. I'll have turned loads of people off with all of our jokes. So, this has not been... Uh, I mean, some people have liked it, but there'll be those four people. Uh, I joined. Oh, nice! Um, so, Meridia, this is the land our story takes place. Here you can read about the events that unfold. Our warlord tries to lay claim to what is theirs. The tale is shaped by the battles you play. So, join us today and help your warlord conquer Meridia. Okay, so battles. I want to... Okay, register a battle. Okay, we'll do that in a minute. League. Create a new league. With leagues, you and your friends can join for a weekend of battles for or for the year, measuring your wins um, and losses against each other. You can participate in many leagues, so create one for the next gaming weekend and have a real go. How many people can be in a league? So if I create an event here, like a competitive event here at the arena... Can I, that be a league, a one-shot league that just, a, like, you know, kind of an event over the course of the weekend? Or, like, oh, that's fun. Um, if I played AOS, I would be with my Wyrm Lady for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, like, so create a league. Nice. Uh, okay, so create a new league. Start date, end date today. No, I'm not going to create a fake league. Uh, yes, I can. Okay, sweet. This would be cool flavor to add to a tournament. So you could, even though it's a tournament, you create a meta-narrative that's tracked on here for actual narrative gaming. Just put it on top. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy good. That's so cool. Think about that. You're just running an event anyway. And then there's a bunch of people like, oh, I'm not really here to win. I'm just here to have fun. Well, guess what? You're in the Mokari now. What's your quest? Who you're a part of? It's, there's a system in place. Yeah. Uh, uh, as long as you register here, it's all good. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then you can just register individual battles. Right? And then your own battles. I'm doing this. Is there an app? No, that's probably too much to say. Sorry. Okay. All right. We're doing our milk cart. We're doing this. Leaderboards. Obviously, Bobbin's at the top. I'm going to fucking smash you, Bobbin. I'm going to be top of this leaderboard. Yeah. Easy. Absolutely. Um, 
Uh, oh, I'm five and zero, oh, but I bought my lineage backstory. <laughs> I just need this one win. Wait, you're on the bottom table. You're zero four. You're in the final game, and the guy you're playing is like, bro, why are you taking this so seriously? Like, you don't understand. I'm fighting for the Wirim Slayer. We need this. Then that puts this puts chaos above order, and we're gonna take the Isle of Crystals or something. Yeah, and they'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? What and then some guy from like up the road is like, "Don't worry, bro. I'll get the win as well. Isle of Crystals. Isle of Crystals. Yeah." <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's awesome, right? Uh, <laughs> this would be great for Horus Heresy too. <gasps> Wouldn't it be good? Imagine how good that would be for the Horus Heresy, where you constantly tracks your fucking. Faction results. Oh my god. I can't believe this is just there. Kings of Shop are fucking terrible at their game. Like, you guys are clever. This is great. Alright, I'm in. Okay, so Order got 15. Chaos at the bottom. <gasps> Chaos Mummy, I'm coming for you. Alright, I'm exclusively playing with Chaos now. Exclusively. Um, uh, like, okay. Uh,. As a joke, uh, you could input all the data from the Notice Wargamer stats and claim the competitive gaming is more narrative. As a joke, you could Rob could input all the data from the Notice Wargamer stats and claim competitive gaming is more narrative. What would that look like? That's really interesting. I'm going to speak to Rob and Ziggy and see what integration into this looks like. Um, uh, the, the heresy kind of has a set outcome. It does have a set outcome, of course, but the 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 time between the drops out massacre and the invasion of terror and then eventually the scouring for the horus heresy is a pretty huge time like like and that's like that's my favorite bit that drops out massacre versus like is a very specific point in time then you've got all those other conflicts but there's so much narrative and, and alan Bly, who wrote all of the original horus heresy rule sets um, you know, kind of created the, the, the gaming elements for the Age of Darkness, which I thought was excellent. Some of my favorite game design, where if you turned up with more heavy weapons, then you actually, you began the game with a roll-off to basically s d decide priority. But the more heavy weapons you turned up with, like a big Lord of War, like a giant tank or a, a knight or something, you actually, uh, you, you got minus points, you minus from it. And the more scouts and, you know, infiltrators and different legions that you took, you added plus to it. So it's very possible that you took like a really heavily armored kind of, um, I don't know, like Death Guard army as an example. Um, that like aren't really like very infiltrated versus like uh, an all scout kind of uh, Alpha Legion or um, Raven Guard army, and you know you just couldn't win that first turn priority, which I thought was always excellent. Thought that was lovely design where he, like in, baked into the rules was your army composition versus the other army composition, and like and and I, I always thought that was a lovely piece of game design, and I think Alan was very very clever uh, and sadly missed, like. And just really good, really, really nice. Just nice, nice compositional, like construction, narrative informing rules is always something I've loved. Um, you could use the data over time to create a narrative of competitive AOS through time. <sighs> yes, you could. I'm just wondering about objective markers arrived in good time for my tournament tomorrow. I feel bad cutting them up into halves and quarters for tail sizes. <laughs> I hate hearing that, but okay. Um, 
uh, can we send Robert Ziggy as well? Sick of it versus casual would be nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess if you scale down to the outcome in certain systems, you absolutely could. You could sell it as a what if, scouring, more open to interpretation of outcome. Or you could do that. Yeah, so if you're doing the heresy, you could absolutely do like a what if universe, right? Like what if instead. Because there's the other heresy, isn't there? There's like a, a fan-made heresy fan fiction where where all of the all of the legions are switched. So all of the ones that are good now are bad and all the ones that are, are bad are good in the switched one, right? Um, there's still an entire galaxy in Horus Heresy to play with and touching the main story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, this is super fun. All right, so I'll include the links in the show notes to this below if you are watching this back as a video. I'm going to put this up on the YouTube and out as a podcast. So um, they'll all be out so you guys can check it out, uh, sign up, start. F- like, And if you do, oh, I'm gonna, I can't wait to come back to this, see it all populated. This will be really fun. Um, but yeah, loads of love uh, and thanks for tuning in and good luck to this project, which is genuinely incredibly exciting so see you all soon